Today's episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Podgo is providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. That is one more time, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, podgo dot co. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Podcast. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paws, and with me today is the current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. He is, of course, a former three-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and a former never-openweight champion. He is the GOAT, Will Ospreay. Oh. Billy GOAT, welcome to the two-man power trip. Mate, you've done such a good job on that. I'll give you five stars for that. You ain't you ain't worthy for you ain't worthy for the six. Like you missed out. Uh, juniors, two-time winner, youngest ever, true. only British-born person to ever hold any of the IWGP Junior or heavyweight straps, and European at that stage. So I mean, like you, you get a good five stars for that, mate. But you don't get the full six. You know, you got to be extremely yep. talented to get the six. And New Japan Cup winner, which I didn't mention either. Oh, you got to mention that as well? All right, so you're up five, five and a quarter, because even I forgot that. Yes, yes. You're going by the Melter scale, which, uh, you know, you've helped break, apparently. Uh, I mean, I'm just a scale breaker everywhere I go. You know, I, I don't live up to anybody's standards or anything along those lines. I've got my own standards, and my standards are a lot higher than a lot of other people. So Now, how's it going over there? You, you, uh, you loving life or what? Oh, mate, does it look like I'm loving life? I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Versace dressing gown. I've got me a good old uh, Versace gold watch on my wrist. I've got this weird thing as well. I don't know how much this costs, but, you know, I mean, I'm having the time. I mean, like, even in a state of emergency, I'm just calling out Okada constantly, waiting for him to respond. He ain't saying shit. What's going on with him? How's he doing? I don't know. What I, what I do know is, is he's running scared. That's all I know. Now, with you, obviously, current IWGP heavyweight champion, 
what's been like what's been going on what's your feel for because you like you said first british champion i mean this is this is huge because you went from the junior division where you were dominating then you you know you bulked up you got heavier you joined the heavyweight division and boom you're the world champ uh it was a long road uh because I, I made my first jump after losing the junior heavyweight championship and it was just kind of one of those it was a very natural progression thing for me to do i i would challenge zach for the rpw british heavyweight championship which i still hold now and on uh, the second time in uh, 2020 and it was actually the last show that uh england ever did it i think it was like valentine's day uh in 2020 uh, i was able to capture the rev pro championship in uh a venue that's like 40 minutes away from my house so it's very special to me winning that championship but then all of a sudden the world just kind of went nuts and i thought it was the end of the world so, of course, the moment that I'm about to kick everyone's ass in a heavyweight division that decides to be a global pandemic. Slowing down the, the momentum that you had, Roland. Uh, you can't slow me down for long. I always find a way to pick myself back up. You and Zach always seem like have great chemistry. ton of good matches together. I think it's just because of the amount of years that I've known Zach, the amount of times I've wrestled him. and it, It's just a very counter-upon-counter counter wrestling. It's a very new new age style of the classic pro wrestling so it is one of those things i do generally uh enjoy wrestling zach because he does push me to my limit but like i just feel like a lot of people they still see me as the uh the kid from the best super juniors in 2016 and i'm not that man now you know what i mean i've, I've found new arsenals and i've got these big meaty heavy hands now so i, I use them quite a lot cave in people's chests uh I'm not the young boy anymore, you know. I'm, I'm not just a man either. I'm the man. Yeah. IWGP champion. I mean, that holds a lot of weight. And basically, you know, a lot of people say if you're that champion, you're basically the best wrestler in the world. So is that a lot of pressure for you, you know, going I mean, from where you were to where you are now? I mean, I, I put pressure on myself because uh, when I was holding the junior heavyweight championship, I still maintain that i was the best wrestler as a junior heavyweight wrestler it was regardless of weight class or of anything to be brutally honest i was the best wrestler especially in 2019 nobody could hold me back it was just i i think where it becomes the where it becomes with the heavyweight championship is there is a um it is a very distinguished and uh it's almost an honor to be a part of that list because I mean you look down that list of men like Vader, Brock Lesnar, Anoki, uh, Nakamura, Tanahashi, Okada, and like the, the list goes on and on and on and on. And these are men that have synonymous with not only Japanese pro wrestling, but uh for Westerners, I mean this is the wrestlers wrestlers championship. Like I know um got a lot of bad rep, but like when you ask the ordinary person about wrestling, I don't mean that you or me or anyone that enjoys wrestling isn't ordinary, but someone that doesn't follow professional wrestling. If you were to say, oh, I'm a professional wrestler, to say my mum, for example, she would go, oh, Hulk Hogan and The Rock and all those guys. And it always takes me back to that time where Hogan would say the WWF Championship is nothing but a toy. The IWGP Championship is the real world championship. And that still holds string today because when you hold that, your platform and your elevation and everything that surrounds you, it goes up. And the weight is a lot to take on, but it's not anything that I'm scared of. And if you think I can't 
carried away then everyone is sorely mistaken because i thrive under pressure you put me in that corner man i'm coming out swinging and you always seem to steal the show i mean you've been putting on great match after great match and if you count Meltzer's star rating star scales I mean, you've had five star matches a ton of them and then even oh, like we're kind of joking around you've had more than five star match i mean you know it just it's just too easy i'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like i know we're laughing about it I know, but like, I mean, I had a five-star with Okada, I had a five-star with Zach, I had a five, like, a five-star with Shingo, then I had a six, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just, I hand out five stars, like I, I'm handing out chocolate on Halloween, do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just easy, do you know what I mean? So there's a reason why I'm the world champion, is because I deliver in these situations. I'm UPS, mate. I'm knocking on your door, delivering your goods. Do you hold any weight to the star system? And when people say star, or, or you just kind of ignore that kind of stuff, and that's just like window dressing? I, I hold it to a specific standard where I, I could say, for example, uh, at the end of it, it's just one guy's opinion. Like, so what? Like, if, if you generally care, like, if, if you generally don't care, then don't care about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, just, I just look at it as it's, it's a bloke's opinion. Right, and it, but he's been around for for ages, but it, it still holds some weight to some people. So if these, like, I always just take you back. If you don't watch New Japan, if you don't watch it, which if you don't watch it, you're a bumbling buffoon. But if you don't watch it and you see that there's a five star match from a guy that you listen to, you're gonna go out of your way to watch it. But at the end of it, it's just one guy's opinion, and and perception is reality. And I perceive myself as the greatest wrestler of all time and the five-star machine. And the proof is kind of in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, you just keep, no matter who it is, who's the opponent, it seems like, you know, you're, you just raise the bar each time. But when you first, you know, get in that shot, you win the New Japan Cup, you, you, you blow through it. Shingo again, who always seems like a thorn in your side, but you, you win the Cup. And you're going to face Ibushi for the championship. I think so many people were shocked that you ended up winning the title just because everyone thought Ibushi wins it at Tokyo Dome and it's going to be this long title reign. And you know what I mean? It, that they just had an expectation. Oh, if you win the title at the D Tokyo Dome, you're probably going to have a long run. What do you kind of think going into the New J after winning the New Japan Cup and fighting Ibushi for the title? They all doubted me, man. And listen, I said it at the end of that of the end of the night. I've been listening to doubt and laughter my entire life. I was working on building sites and doing people's windows. And I would say, you know what, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a wrestler one day. And they, they would laugh at me and nod it off like oh Will's was a dreamer. He won't ever do it. He's he's not good enough. And then when I finally made it onto the independence, people were like, that's cool and all, but you're only wrestling in front of like a hundred to three hundred people. When you hold a championship, then I'll then I'll take you seriously. Then I held the Progress Championship, and everyone was just like, "All right." But when you're in a big company, no. Then I got to New Japan. Well, when you win a tournament, then I won the Super Juniors. Then I won the Junior Heavyweight, and they were still laughing. Everyone has doubted me my entire career, dude. It, not even career, just life. Do you know why? Because I'll happily say it. I'm one of life's average day failures. Dude, I have nothing other than other than wrestling. I failed all my GCSEs. I, I failed at being uh, an instructor. I failed at being an electrician. I failed at being a mastic man. 
The only thing I haven't failed at is pro wrestling because my mind operates different to how anyone else's mind in the pro wrestling world operates. And I know where my good points are. I know where my bad points are. And my good points are where it's in the ring, bell to bell. And now I'm operating on an entire different level. It's not even a catchphrase. Do you know what I mean? So when I walked into that match with Ibushi, I knew in my heart of hearts, I've got this one one. As long as, as, long as I don't engage him in, in a strike based uh, offense, like I, I've, got a, I've got a catch him by surprise. I know his stance, uh, stance sorry. I know how he strikes. And yeah, some of them came through, uh, but like there was just one point in the match where he caught me and the weight was too much. And it was almost symbolism that he could not carry the weight of the World Heavyweight Championship. He dropped that ball and I picked it up. What did you think when you won? Like, What, what was the thought process? I proved the haters wrong, proved everybody wrong. I, I'm a heavyweight. I'm here to stay. My, my thought process at first was just I, I had to help hold back emotion just because I, as much as uh, I, I always say to people, it's okay to, to show emotion. It's okay to not feel the, the best at times. And it, it's all good. You can speak about it. It's all good. But I wanted to hold it back just for this moment, just because this isn't about my, my struggles. This isn't about anyone else other than this is about that dream I had as a 14-year-old boy when I first watched a Japanese pro wrestling show and I found out that New Japan was the top of the top and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship was the was the pinnacle. And I had to hold back those emotions. There's even a moment where I'm about to hit him with the, the blade in the back of the head and I had to wipe away a tear because that and that was the last thing of the 14-year-old Will Ospreay that you would have ever seen. This isn't a, this isn't a dream anymore. This, this is a job. This is now my job and my responsibility to take on the challenges to be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And I'm fully committed and prepared for it. I got a crazy question for you, just random though. What do you think about the belt design? Obviously, everyone's kind of used to the, the old school IWGP. What do you think about the new belt design? It's beautiful. There's a reason why I kiss it every single time. <laughs> it's, it's a symbolism. It's now, it, it's combining all of it together. And when you hold it in your hands and it's close up, I just can't help but look at it and just think it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I think it's so degrading all of these, all these people putting it down and shaming that championship. I mean, what have we become as a system? We're all screaming at the top of our lungs that we need to be kinder to one another. But yet we're all just screaming at how ugly the championship design is. I and the person that is going to lift that championship and make it so much more precious. I'm going to get rid of any of its insecurities. You don't need to listen to what the world is saying, baby, because I've got you and your man is going to take care of you. What do you think about Ibushi uh, going forward? I mean, you guys had great chemistry. That was just a, a great match. What do you think about him as a you know fellow competitor? Listen, I, I like Ibushi. I, I met him, wow, 2016 is the first time I ever met him, and I've been a fan. I used to watch him do uh, the stuff in Pro Wrestling Noah and DDT and I saw him do like a stint in uh, Shikara once. So I've grown up watching him and like when, when I met him, he was, he was lovely. It was truly, and there was just a moment where we're in America in Dallas and it was like a symbolic moment where it was almost like a passing of the torch. He was the junior heavyweight, the leader of the junior heavyweights and it was almost like, okay, I know you're going there, so here's the ball. 
And then he came back as a part of the heavyweight division. And I, I saw that as a mission to one day meet him uh, in the rings. Uh, the circumstances were very, very different. I mean, the uh, a never open weight championship was on the line. And I feel like people remember the outcome of the event rather than the match itself. The match itself I thoroughly enjoyed, but I think a lot of people were left horrified at the final images of him being carried out on a backboard. And I think a lot of people realize now that there's, there's a, there's a lot of a strength in this back elbow. I remember that look vicious, a vicious shot, uh, for sure. On, uh, onto uh, Bushi that night. Definitely. It's scary. That, it is, that, it, but the thing is, is it's not against the rules. I, I know that I know um, morally, maybe morally it's, it's not really cool to drive an elbow into the back of somebody's skull. But I, I just, I've always looked at the rule book and I say, well, what, what can I do and what can't I do? And there's nothing about hitting a downed opponent, driving a 12 to six or striking somebody in the back of the head and swinging that back elbow and putting all of my weight. Like I lean in with my chest. I, I put that here. And then when I push my chest through, it, it might as well cut the guy's head off. But as, as much as I feel bad, for the incident that happened, it's pro wrestling. If, if you're too scared of what is going to happen, then just keep watching Disney Channel. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm fine doing what I'm doing. I'm fine de uh, decapitating blokes for a living. So watch something else that you can, like, get in your little blankie and just, oh, God, the world is too cruel. Hmm. Shut up. Now, before the world title match against Ibushi, you beat up B Presley, your, your girlfriend. What happened there? Because people were saying, "Oh, it's so controversial." But weren't you just kind of saying, "I'll do whatever it takes to win the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship"? I understand the um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the um, the trigger that that can have a lot of people. But people need to realize something that me and my missus are still together. Everyone realizes this, right? Everyone, she's just she's gone home. And she realized she's, she realized she was done. She was going home. And her idea is what better way of sending a message than driving home the fact that you will do anything to take it. It was her idea to take the Oscar. She put herself forward for that. And that to me, she's a pro wrestler. And I'm just going to say it, a very, very good pro wrestler. And the fact that she was willing to take a bullet for her fella I can't say enough good things about her. And do you know what I mean? Just a lot of people obviously uh, annoyed by it. And just people just need to remember something that there is, there is talking between us and there is nothing done without the other person knowing and B sacrificed herself to send a strong message. And it worked. Go watch that Ibushi match. He was shaken up. Look at that entire match. It was 70% offense for me, 30% him. In a 30-minute match, the guy probably got a combination of maybe, at best, eight minutes of, uh, of, of his side of offense. I sent a message, a strong message, and he was scared. He, he knew because he had all this pressure. He combined the titles, which went down so badly and I can't tell you enough the amount of hate that he got from it that I just couldn't believe and he was buckling under the pressure I don't buckle under pressure like that if the office if New Japan management want to combine 
the two most prestigious titles to make one ultimate pro wrestler. I'll hold it. I don't care what anybody says because I know I am the ultimate. Look in the name, John. It says Billy Goat. Billy yes. Goat. Billy Greatest of All Time. That is me. Is that what happened? Abushi buckled under the pressure? Of course. Have you watched the match? Just he, he buckled and it even shows. I go for a handspring and he caught me into that lawn dart and he was going to launch me into that corner, but he couldn't do it. He buckled and because he knew this whole time I'm playing the mind games with him. I've been knocking out his boys during tag matches. And then finally, he re he's looking in my eyes and he has the new championship in his hand. And the people, even though they can't say anything, they're going, they're going, we don't like this. We don't want, and, and it's his responsibility to say that I want to do this to evolve New Japan. And he's got to believe it. And he has to believe it in here. He doesn't believe it. I do. I believe that championship is going to lead the next generation forward. And I believe whoever holds this championship is the leader of this generation that's coming through now. And I'm willing to take on, I keep saying it, I'm willing to take on that responsibility. I apologize, John. But it is just, it's draining to see fans all the time say, we've got to be nicer to one another. We have to do this, we have to do that. And we're going off the rails and blah, blah, blah. And why, and why, and why? Do you think I care about you guys? I care about what's happening next. I care about that championship. I care about who comes in next. I care about this company so much. And it may not seem like it because I'm one of the most, I'm, I'm a little degenerate. Do you know what I mean? I'm a little, uh, I'm very impure about how I go about things. But do you not think that I care about this company? You are solely mistaken. I care about what happens next. Tanahashi said it once upon a time, attack for the next generation. I'm doing it. No one else can say that they are except for the United Empire. The Empire is uh, kicking ass, but it seems like, you know, Sakura Genesis was really kind of the coming out party for, I know the Empire was building, but that was really like, okay, we're here to stay. I mean, this is like putting the, the stake in the ground or the flag in the ground saying Empire is the best faction here in New Japan. I mean, yeah, and I, I can understand here as well, because when we done that Wrestle Kingdom match and everybody thought this was the demise of us because I lost to Okada. Okada right. lost Tanahashi and Jeff lost, lost to Shingo. But all that did was just unite us even more. It just pissed us off to the point where we were willing to put our fists through anybody's face. And it just so happens that there were a bunch of 50-year-olds just standing around and standing in our place so we just had to beat the crap out of them. And Sorry, lads, but like you're, you're in a way of three very pissed-off lads. And now adding uh, Hanare to the mix and we told him to drop the toa and he's decided to take on his real name of Aaron Hanare to show because he was he was given to, he's been told all the wrong advice be a savage show, show the the New Zealand's culture I think it's Ma Maui I think it might Ma uh, and it was like although that that is your culture that does not make you you are a Muay Thai killer I've seen that guy in fights. It's scary how lethal he is. And he finally saw it. When he was at the New Japan Company, lost to Jay White, he broke down. And the company didn't want to release his comment because it was too real. Now I said, come with me. Let's show him how real you can be. And look how much he's improved. This isn't going to be an overnight thing. He's not going to be a champion overnight. This is going to be a gradual thing. 
but look how far he has come in one month under the United Empire. You guys are uh, you know, kicking ass now. Like you said, Wrestle Kingdom was not you know a great show for, for the whole group, but you especially losing to Okada. It's funny, the history with you and Okada, you become a heavyweight, basically. At base, 2019, you have that great G1 Classic match. He wins. 2020 rematch, you win. And then the uh, Wrestle Kingdom, he gets the big win. It seems like you guys are kind of destined to continue a feud and keep coming. Like, but you said you don't you don't know where he is. But that's just a gr another great feud you can kind of uh, put on your list. It's it's more than just a feud right now, just because uh, it, it it goes way 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 back. It's just one of those things where. I, I'm an extremely uh, goal-driven young man. And when I realize I can't get something if somebody's in my way, I have to eliminate that person. And it just happened to be my brother. And people can call me a, a turncoat or a snake or whatever. But just, I don't trust these people who, who think these things but won't act on them. If you know somebody's in your way, John, let me just ask you something. If you know somebody's in your way from getting a million dollars, what would you do? You got to take him out. Exactly. And that's the thing, John. You're, you're a wise man. You, you're just telling the truth there. My stock, ever since burying my elbow into the back of Okada's head, has risen so much. Do you know how many times I get calls? Will, can you come over? Please, we'll pay any money. I'm, I, just, I don't care right now. I'm getting paid all the money in the world right here. I'm worth so much money to New Japan. And my stock keeps going up and up and up. And now with the championship, it broke records, mate. In 24 hours when we got announced, Takagi versus Osprey for the World Heavyweight Championship. That event sold out in 24 hours. COVID restrictions as well. More than, more than night one as well. And then just, I can't say enough good things about me. Do you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> I'm not perfect and I happily say that. But I'm the closest damn thing you can get to it. And it seems like another guy, Shingo, another guy you have awesome chemistry with, going back to Super Juniors, you know, arguably maybe he's not even a, a junior at that point because he's he's a, a big guy. Obviously, I think he's just a natural heavyweight. But as you kind of both progress into the heavyweight division, again, like you said, Naitu wrestling, Dantaku, awesome match. Yet again, it's just like, I don't know, whatever happens with New Japan, they could lose this guy or that guy or, or something happens, injury or the guy leaves for another company. doesn't matter. Somebody else always steps up in the place and you and Shingo seem like you were the two guys that stepped up into that main event role and maybe stepped up better than their predecessors. Well, it's just a case of how much pride you have in your workplace. And I have a lot of pride for working for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And when the ball is... Um, in my court, I want to, I want to run with the ball as much as I physically can. And, uh, after capturing the, uh, world heavyweight championship and to be faced once again with Shingo, man, I've, I've beaten in the super juniors and I've beaten in the new Japan cup. I don't count the G one. I just don't count it. It didn't count. I just <laughs> don't, I don't even look at it. It weren't, it weren't special. Oh, wow. you got two points. Big effing deal. I got, I got two trophies. So that now, now this is the, this is the big one. Do you know what I mean? This is this is for all the stakes. This is for all the marbles. This is for everything now. And dude, I can't say enough good things about him. Once again, this is a guy I used to watch when I was, when I was a kid. I was watching him when I was fourteen years old. 
you know what I mean? So it's it's cool to see how good from Dragon Gate, and he's maintained how good he's been for God, seventeen years. I think he's been in this industry for like seventeen years, and he's world class. And I can't hate a man with the same goals, ambitions, and passion that I do. But you're in the ring with me, and you're trying to take something from me. And when tr people try and take something from me, I either buy it or I rip their heads off. And I did both. So, and this, I, I, I respect him, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we ever in the ring with one another. But just, I think he needs to rebuild himself, especially after this loss, because what what else can I take from him? Right. I feel like that uh, destined another guy, destined to just feud with him for a while. You guys seem to just always magnetically kind of connect with each other. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it just goes to it goes down to a lot of um, stylistically, we um, we're great um, opponents for one another. Sorry, I keep having like mind farts, but <laughs> stylistically, we're we're completely opposites, so it mixes very well together. But then it was just down to that last five minutes of the match where we were both exhausted. And dude, 40 minutes of wrestling. And then those last five minutes or four minutes and 53 seconds, we were just throwing for our lives. I was throwing elbows like I've never thrown before. And I even did something that I've never done before in my life. And I, I can't say in my life, but in my wrestling career anyway where I drove my skull into his skull to try and inflict some damage. Now, I want to say it worked a little bit, but then that, that guy came straight back with a headbutt and a right hand and then another headbutt. But it was the, uh, the, final, the final two moves, I would say. It was the, uh, the Rainmaker to send a very, very strong message. And then a, uh, a, a not-so-hidden blade right to the damn face. I can cave that man's jaw before picking him up into the Stormbreaker. Those final two moves were the game changers. And I'm, I'm saying it now because I'm sure your next question will probably be, why did you use the Rainmaker? And it's not only to send a message, but people are going to... I'm not stupid to the point where I don't think the Rainmaker isn't, isn't an effective move. It's a completely effective move. It's won in championships after championships after championships. And if I can use that, I'm going to steal it. And that's a message to anyone out there in the wrestling world. If you put your moves on the internet and I think I can do it better and use it to my advantage, I am going to steal it and I'm not going to give any credit for it. Okay. It's a smart, smart guy there. With Okada, what, is he healthy enough to have a singles world title match right now? Like, What's his uh, status? I don't know. Like, I don't talk to the guy. I don't, like, I just keep calling him out. I mean, I'm sure you saw this video that I put up online. Just, I, I think that guy's running scared. I think he, he had a big old excuse on night two of Don Taku. He didn't want to look me in the eyes and admit that his time is over and my time is now beginning. And then all of a sudden, on my birthday, they postponed the Tokyo Dome show where I was meant to face Okada. And yet he thinks that that's going to stop me. He thinks I'm just going to forget, forget about him and I'll let somebody else challenge me. Listen, I don't care if it's Osaka Joe. I don't care if it's Kurokin or Ria Goku. Anywhere else in the world. I would love it for being in the Tokyo Dome because that would make the, the circle complete. I can erase 
like in the the old Avengers film where they take all the the gems and they have to put the gems in the exact place and then that part of uh, history doesn't exist anymore. I would like to erase that that memory of losing in the Tokyo Dome, but it, it's gone far beyond that now. I don't care if there's five thousand people in the arena, forty thousand, or if it's just me, him, and the referee. If there's no one there, I'm fine with it. I just need him red corner to blue corner, the bell to ring, and I need to put these demons to rest. Any news on when, I know they postponed it, but any news on when it might uh, happen, when these shows in the uh, summer Tokyo Dome show might happen? This is more of a, an office thing to do, because right now, oh, I just, I'm just chilling, bruv. I'm just enjoying my riches, my well-earned riches, I must say. And just waiting for the call. And the thing is, is like, I, I'm always ready, John. Like, I, when have I never been ready? I mean, I, I was ready when I came in as a very young man. Like, think about it. I was 22 years old and I got signed to the second biggest company in the world and the biggest in Japan by a goddamn country mile. Like, and I've always been ready. I've always been ready to step up to the plate. And I, I, I'm not afraid of stepping up to the plate at all because... It's just, I know the responsibility of being a champion, not not just in New Japan, but anywhere. There's there's appearances, there's radio, and there's there's always going to be challenges down the line. I'm always ready. No matter what the circumstances are, we're in a damn global pandemic. I'm still ready. As far as you and being a heavyweight, moving up from junior heavyweight, what did you kind of do you to like bulk up did you just hit the gym all the time change your diet around like how'd you move from so and be able to keep your athleticism too which is pretty impressive well uh, the one thing is is so uh, the athleticism thing i have toned down quite a lot from what i was right using. for sure uh, the, i used to be able to do the uh, the old robinson special which is the the double spin kick i can't do it anymore because of the the weight i packed on but uh, in terms of weight and packing it on like i, I won't lie to you it was about 2017. Uh, I I won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and then I looked at like all the guys before me, and I was just I, I'm the worst looking one. I didn't look like I belonged in that category. You know, there's guys like Owen Hart who are like giants and looking amazing, and there's guys like Marafuji who's got these big shoulders and like. Even like Kushida, he's, he was like, he was, he had all the, the definition. But I, and there was just me, it was just like, I was like a little twiglet. So then uh, it was from that point I needed to actually take this serious now because I mean, wrestling was just, as much as I want to say it wasn't, it was, it was a hobby. It was uh, just something I just enjoyed doing on the side. I was a weekend warrior and then all of a sudden got signed. Do you know what I mean? No, no one's prepared for that. Like, especially me. I'm the most uneducated guy that I know. Uh, no one's prepared for any of this. So I was able to get my diet sorted. And I slowly started more and more putting weight on. And then it was like mid-2018 that I, I, I set my sights because I, I weighed at... When I first came into New Japan, I was only 75 kilos, which is 2016. In 2018... I was like 80, 87. And I think it was more like I was, I was becoming a man. I was just putting on weight. I, I can't eat pizza anymore without putting on weight, which sucks, but just a, gets a big part of growing up. I, and I set my sights on 100 kg because I, I 
really thought I could do it. And it wasn't just for, I don't want to be a heavyweight. It was just, it was just a goal of mine. And then as it slowly came up to it, and I was a junior and I was facing Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, and there was a, there was a weight difference. I was still a junior. He was a heavyweight, and I won. So then it kind of got the clock ticking. I was, what if I put on more weight? What if I hit the gym harder? Where I change up my regimen? And like with that did come a lot of um, lot of setbacks. Uh, one of the things is I, I broke my ribs from a move that I used to be able to do, no problem. And I landed on my head and it compacted my body so much that my rib broke. So then I had oh. to take some time off of wrestling. It was a horrible injury. I, I honestly thought I was going to die. I was, I was in Brixton out of all places. Now, John, I don't know if you know where Brixton is, right? But I'm going to no. say it with the greatest respect of Brixton. I love my country so much, but it's a shithole. <laughs> I'm not dying in Brixton, all right? So bearing that in mind, I now know that I've got a, a limited range of mobility. So I had to do mobility exercises to be able to gain the functions and gain the ability to do all the stuff that I had to do. And it, was, it had to be a slow, gradual increase. And by the time Wrestle Kingdom came around, I was 95, uh, Wrestle Kingdom in 2020, I was around 95. So I had five more kg to become an official heavyweight. So when I faced Zach that first time, I wasn't, I, I was still a junior. I was still in that junior heavyweight category. It's only when I went into lockdown in England, I wasn't on the road traveling like getting a, a 7-Eleven sandwich for a meal. I was cooking my food. I had a full gym in my house. And within the first three months of that lockdown, I was 105 kg. And I was I just was so happy because I, I surpassed that level. And then when I came to the G1, I noticed I was hitting hard on them, man. I was so it's just a long journey, but it is all it's all about diet, it's about changing your workouts. You can't do the same thing over and over again because that's how like a depression will happen in your workouts. You, you don't feel like you're, you're progressing or you don't feel like you're doing something. You've got to keep changing it up. And that's why my wrestling has worked so well with me. I can change whoever the opponent is, no matter what. I, I can strike if I need to. I can grapple if I need to. I can chain wrestle if I need to. I can submit if I need to. Not the strongest of it, but I can do it. I just, I, I've always been a hybrid wrestler. And now as a heavyweight, I'm one of the best hybrid wrestlers that there ever has been. Do you think that it's okay to lose some athleticism because you want to be a heavyweight? You know, you want to stick around the heavyweight division? I think it's okay as long as it doesn't harm your strongest moveset. I mean, the thing, the thing was, is back then, my strongest movesets were when I would propel myself off the top rope. And it was only after a while that I found out that my elbows were doing a lot of damage to people. And I had this crazy strength from years of dancing and years of knowing how to pick a person up. Because, you know, as a dancer, like, I don't know how much you know about dancing, my man, but, like, I used to pick up these women with one hand over my head. And I was just like... And sometimes I uh, would be doing some training and a, ch uh, a girl would fall. And I would always be there and always catch her. And it was just knowing how the body works and knowing is. It's, like, it's almost like a little chess game. And you know, like, if you've got the hips, you can move someone the way you want. So I, I, I found out that I had that strength. I found out that I had that capability of being able to pick people up. So then I, as I was edging out the, the twists and all of that, I was able to increase my striking ability and my strength. So I don't need to hit a 360 shooting star press. I can just hit a shooting star press 
and it just does just does as equal damage but my main pieces of offense now are more of my elbows and my my strength if somebody said like describe your style they'd never seen you before how would you describe it like when you put everything together i i can't describe it that's the thing because my my whole image and my whole aura is about just just changing when it becomes necessary so i mean hybrid would definitely be the the best way to say it but i always say to myself if you've never watched wrestling you need to watch me because i would make you a fan instantly i would make you subscribe to the shows and it, and it comes from years upon years of working in uk social clubs where <laughs> there'd just be like grown-ass men drinking a beer just be like having the football on in the corner and they'd look over their shoulder just to see a wrestling event and they would stop and they wouldn't pay attention to wrestling because they knew i would come in and it is just I, I hate saying it because I, I want to be humble, John. I, John, I want to be humble more than anything. But I'm just a star. I had that star ability back in 2011 when I was just, when I was in a pair of white tights that I bought from E. Lucha and I couldn't afford anything. I had that star quality because I had, I had that confidence about me. My chest is always out. My head is out. My, I'm smiling. But then when it needs to get to it, I can get to it in the ring. And now I've just got better and better and better. And people think about it, John. Like I was facing AJ Styles, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at the time. In my rookie years, I was facing Ricochet in my rookie years. I was facing Okada in my rookie years. And then I come over to Japan. I'm fully prepared. I'm fully ready because I've already got in the ring with the best. It was just finding my feet. And sometimes you've got to accept defeat and failure. I put my hands up, man. I, I've failed at a lot of things in life. But, like, it's how do you bounce back from it? I'm not going to sit on my couch. As much as I love sitting on my couch and moan and complain about how the world has dealt these cards to me, I need to evolve and change with the times. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with failing as long as I can pick myself back up again. As far as making the move just in general from junior heavyweight to heavyweight, is that something you always wanted to do? Did you always want to be the world heavyweight champion? I mean, of, of course, everyone wants to be the world heavyweight champion. I, I think if you don't want to be the world heavyweight champion, then pass the spot on to somebody who does. But at the time, I just it's all about weight restrictions. And... Uh, back in 2016, I was very comfortable at a 75 to 80 kg frame character. My, my frame, I thought, would only reach that level. So, But it wouldn't stop me from becoming like a legend. I mean, look at Yushin Funda Liger. That's a junior heavyweight legend. So even he's never held the IWGP heavyweight championship. So, right. But it didn't stop him from becoming a legend. But then it was just more and more clear as I was putting the weight on and I was getting better and better. I, I just knew not only is there, is there a chance of this happening, but if it was going to be anyone out of this New Japan roster, which I'm saying now is a fantastic roster full of amazing professional wrestlers and guys that I, as a young man I would look up to. But I've surpassed them all. I, I look up to nobody now. And just because, and that's because I want it more than them. I'm, I'm willing to go the extra mile to to get the things that I want to do. Where that they have their morals and they have 
this and that and whatever. I don't have it. I don't care anymore. I've lost that will to please all these people. And I'm doing things my own way. And I, I do generally hope that the people that I have surpassed can look at that and go, he just did it his own way. Maybe I need to do it my own way. Because I, I, I want to be challenged, John. I want someone to go, I think I'm better than you. All right, prove it. Bell to bell. 60-minute time limit. You've got 60 minutes to try and take this championship from me. And I would hope that someone wants it more than me because then that does better for New Japan. But I'm the best you got right now. And you don't have to like it, but you have to love it. Get used to it. With you, I feel like when you first, you know, kind of got put on the map, so to speak, for New Japan was that feud with Ricochet. I feel like nationally, you know, globally, if you want to say globally, everyone started to really recognize you guys. Did you know that you were doing something special at that point? Because you guys are kind of the best at it, though, at, at that point, especially, the you know, the aerial assaults, the high-flying guys but kind of had your own spin on it did you sense that at the time that you were getting globally recognized i mean uh, it's hard to say because the, the super juniors is such a a massive platform especially for people that are fans of the junior heavyweight style and i do think it sparked it, it sparked a conversation that needed to be had where it becomes of like well what is professional wrestling anymore and the way i see it is is just it can be anything you want it to be as long as you're the best at it. And me and Ricochet were the best at that style of that counter-counter aerial assault style that you were just talking about. And when you put us in the ring, I think a lot of people saw it and had a, had an opinion on it. Uh, and because everybody had an opinion on it, it sparked more and more of a spark of, uh, we need to see this for ourselves. And the more people that viewed it, the more people that were viewing New Japan. So uh, I want to say no, I did not know what was going to happen at that time. But now looking back on it as a 28-year-old man, God, 28 years old. <laughs> as a 28-year-old man looking back, I, I, of course I, I would see that coming. Of course I would know because now I, I'm fully aware of what New Japan's power is. But there's a reason why like Chris Jericho wants to come here. There's a reason why... We've produced stars like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and AJ Styles. And, and people can say, oh, but they, they got themselves in the positions that they are. But the well and true fact is their ability was shined and put a spotlight on in New Japan. And they were able to get the attention that they got now because of New Japan. And this is why all the guys here are stars. And a few of those guys maybe haven't been the same since since they left New Japan. I know they might have success elsewhere, but it just doesn't seem the same. I don't know. It's something about that New Japan thing. And it, I don't, maybe the better wrestlers over there makes everybody look better, but it's something about New Japan. I mean, just you can't just you can't hate New Japan. That's the thing. It's just it doesn't insult your intelligence. As, and I'm not saying what anyone is doing. It doesn't insult any like. I thoroughly enjoy what everybody else is doing in the world and I'm very happy for all of my friends, but I just, I like the way New Japan's done. I like the fact that the, the, the mission isn't to not, it's not only to entertain the people at home and who are able to be at the shows and just want to say as well, New Japan was the first company to, during this pandemic to have fans back in attendance. So I think that should be um, applauded by New Japan. 
uh, a great deal and we've not had one single person lose their job during this pandemic so new japan have done a phenomenal phenomenal job but i i think it's just something about new japan and how we conduct ourselves and the main mission that everybody has here is to be the best it is to hold the championship and that's why the championship to me is so special and so important because I look at the roster and I look at a guy like Sonata, uh, like like Evil, like Jay, like Juice, like Finley, like Phantasmo, uh, like Tama, like uh, T, like just man, there's, there's so many guys and they're so good at what they do that Matt, they're just we're all cut from a different cloth. But unfortunately, this cloth that I'm cut from is just premium. And it is the best of the best. And that's why I hold the championship, the main championship. Now, just going back to Ricochet for a second. That was such a feud. And it's so many people everywhere were talking about it. But it also kind of spawned a lot of copycats. And it almost got like uh, like a bad connotation. But I you know, I always want to tell people, but you got to see the guys that do it good. Don't watch the copycat. Do the guys. Did you notice that a lot of guys were kind of stealing that counter counter style you know like eddie and dean malenko uh, did it great then J rvd and jerry lynn you guys took it to a whole nother level i'm glad you said it like that just because when i ever talk about this and because so, like, i hate using the word copycat because i do think it is just um i think it's an insult to the the performers in a weird way but like even i've got to admit it dude like every time i see like, and that's the thing, uh, I, I get tagged in this so many times now. They go, oh, you should see such and such. He's the next Will Ospreay. And I remember people would say that about me. Uh, with Maybe it was like Ricochet or like guys like, uh, the, the, the latest one was Eddie Guerrero. Dave Meltzer was like, I'm Eddie. I, like, yep. I don't want to be compared to Eddie Guerrero. And not, because Eddie, Eddie's just... Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not on the screen. It's, right. He's up there. He's up there. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I never want to be compared to him ever. I don't want to be compared to anybody. Somebody compared me to Owen Hart a while ago, and I was just like, I'm. I'm so thankful for these like comparisons, but just I. I can never do what Owen did or what Eddie. I can only do Will Ospreay. So that's why I feel for these guys who go like, oh, these copycats. I'm just like, but they're putting in the effort. They're putting in the effort and they're trying to be something different and something unique. And once again, I was once upon a time labeled the ricochet copycat. And I, it was only when I got called it that I had to break away and do my own thing, that I had to find out who Will Ospreay is. And it was a long process to find it. And these guys, it's going to be a long process for them as well to find who they are. And I feel like it's just a weird time right now because obviously the independents aren't running as much and like, Anyone that just gets like the slightest bit of buzz these days, either gets signed or, or just, uh, yeah, just get signed. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things where I, I wish right now I could wrestle everybody. I wish I could go, uh, I wish I could go anywhere and everywhere right now just to wrestle and watch these guys and help in some, some way, shape or form. Because I, I, it does come from a place where I just, it's not like a, oh, I know best. It's just, I, I, I enjoy helping. I, I, it feeds my ego a little bit when I can, where I can see something in somebody. And there's, there's a star quality about them. There's something about them. And they've got a, a way that they walk, a way that they talk. And it's so different to whatever I see. But they just need to not see what they see at like a New Japan show or a PWG or a whatever. 
and try and find their own, their own thing. And that's, that's where, I mean, I've got so many ideas in my head that I can't do anymore. I, I, and I would love to pass it over. I, to be honest, I'd pass it over to a young man in England called uh, Callum Newman. There's a lot of ideas I have. And he's honestly, if I was going to say it's the second coming of me, I would say that, but once again, I don't want to, I don't want to put that label on him. I don't want to. So if I could say, oh, guys, just keep your eyes out for this kid in the UK called Callum Newman. And like, he better not get a big head from this because otherwise I will slap him. He's not allowed to have an ego yet. He's he's got to wait till he makes it to the big leagues, you know, big Billy leagues. But like, I enjoy enjoy helping. I I hate that term copycat. I hate um, imitator or comparison. I've always hated that. And I get why fans do it. I really do. But I just, I've always hated it. Definitely feels like so many people saw that match and they're like, oh, I could do that or or I can incorporate that. And it didn't quite work as well as you and Ricochet putting it together. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, like, once again, it's just down to them and how they structure it and how they build it upon themselves and how their look is. And, like, we, we've got – and this, as long as it's, like, it's got to be clean. Because if, if it's the slightest bit sloppy, then people aren't going to pay attention. And that's when the comparisons do happen. But then, in, in my mind, you just, I, we were so clean in everything we did. And we were so... And it's because we mastered it. And that's why there was... The only comparison it did get was, it was just like, it was almost like watching Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask from the Super J Cup, I think it was. In maybe in '94, and it, that's the reason why is because I think everybody was just like, "What? What is this? 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 This is not. This is not real." Like, do you know, what I mean, this this can't be possibly real. And I think a lot of people were comparing the action of what fans were doing back then to what they're doing now. And this is on a grander scale. Do you know what I mean? Like Twitter and Instagram, we're not meant to have it as human beings because it's just it's so it's bad. So just, but I understand why. Like everyone freaked out upon it, but I just, I, I, once again, I don't like the comparison. I don't like the copycat. I, I see someone with talent. If they can do it, and do you know what? I hope they can do it better than me because I can't do it anymore. So, like, right. I, I, I want the best for everybody, but it's, like, just remember, like, you ain't the shit until you get in the ring with me. That's all I would say. I remember a lot of wrestling veterans were saying stuff like, oh, these guys doing this and that. And then I remember Big Van Vader had made, made a big stink about it, too. Oh, uh, mate, I, I was just thankful that he shared it. I, 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 uh, I ripped him quite hard about that. I, mean, I remember when he <laughs> first said it. And I was just like, thanks for the retweet. Like, right. Once again, it's, we won. Like That was the whole image. We just wanted to get people talking about it. You're talking about it. We won. Right. Yeah, he basically was promoting it for you. He paid his 990 yen to watch it. Boom, I won. But once again, I will say, like, uh, very saddening to hear about his passing a few years ago. So just uh, once again, rest in peace, big man. It was kind of cool, though, to have like a little mini feud with you and him just because it was so out of nowhere. You know, this old school New Japan legend, guy, Gaijin icon versus the new school guy that was starting to make waves. It was pretty cool, just because you never thought you'd see it. That was like a cool thing about it. Trust me, if you had ever said, like, when that match died, this is going to spark a match between you and Big Van Vader, I'd have called you a liar. <laughs> but it happens, and like, it is a very fond memory. And now you guys are both obviously former IWGP world champions and former, uh, you know, Gaijin. I'm in the same league as Vader. 
Bow down to me, people. Bow down. Hey, just rack it up, Gaijin legends, right? Just keep uh, keep it coming. Well, I mean, I'm the most Gaijin legend just because I'm the only European slash British because I'm very humble from my British beginnings, you know. But the first European, the first British to ever hold a heavyweight championship in Japan. So, and if you think of all, great, does that make me the greatest British wrestler of all time? Oh, I think so. And if you think of all the British wrestlers that came through there over the years and all, you know, the European wrestlers, it's crazy. Stack them up. Mate, stack them up. Billy Robinson, Dynamite Kid, British Bulldog, uh, William Regal. Uh, God damn, there are so many. Doug Williams, that's another one. But, like, not for New Japan. It was with Noah. Noah. Um, man, there's loads. There are, there are so, so, so many. And to be not only the first British junior championship, and I hold that place in very, very high like just because the junior title for me was very iconic because of Ligon, because of Marafuji, it was uh, Devitt. It was very iconic for me. And like, but to hold the heavyweight championship and to be the man, like even even to people on the other side of the fence where they'll say, "Well, the best wrestling company is the one that makes the most money," and we all know which one we're talking about there. We're talking about WWE, of course, where they'll say that their championship is the most, but you guys know deep down that this is the wrestler's wrestling championship. You guys know that. We all know it. This is the main championship. And for a guy that came from Essex, out of all places, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the most famous thing that we've got in Essex is either a TV show called The Only Way is Essex or... Uh, I think we're like one of the highest knife crime places in the, all of England. So do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I came from a I came from a, a dog end area, and I, beyond all belief, mate, I'm I'm here. I'm in Japan. I'm living my dream. It's a reality now. It's, this is a this is a job, and like I can't believe I'm living it. I, I'm honoured that I can support my family through this job. I'm honored that I can get a, a house and me and the missus can live in a, a beautiful home with two dogs and just it, it, life, life couldn't be better, man. Like that's, that's the, I think the, the most beautiful thing about this is that I, I put my all into this. Like, I, once again, I failed at everything, literally everything. And my mom hates it when I say that you didn't fail. You just wasn't good at it. I was like, no, it's failure. That's failure in my mind. This, this is like, I, I put my all into this. And now I'm the guy. I'm holding the championship. And I think there's nothing better than that. Now, as we wind it down here, we head towards the finish. Where do you see yourself in a few years? I mean, like, what do you want to be doing? Where are you going to be? Still going to be dominating New Japan or what? I mean, of course, I've, I've committed myself to New Japan. And I'll say it time and time again. I could happily end my career here uh, just because it is honestly my main mission in life was um when i first started wrestling i was like oh when i'm 30 years old i think i'll just stop wrestling i'm, I'm slowly hitting my prime do you know what i mean i'm 28 it's two years away from being 30 uh, i've signed a long-term deal with new japan so i will be here past 30 so i've already <laughs> screwed myself over there i guess <laughs> but uh i'm happy here man and like i once again like before the pandemic hit I was going back and forth to England and Japan. I was seeing my family. I, I could go to Australia and New Zealand, see my missus family. I could, like, I, there's a, 
there's a little uh, nephew that I need to go see as well. Like, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to is going to see uh, my nephew. That'd be cool. Um, but I, I have so much free reign and I have so much that I just, I, I enjoy working for this company. I enjoy doing everything I can and they've given me so much. And in respect, like uh, me being a disrespectful little shit, I will always respect the company and want the company to do well. It's just got to be in my image. Love it. Now, as far as, you know, maybe just give a few, you know, maybe just a few matches. Let's say you're on New Japan World and it's like, all right, I got to put Will, Will Ospreay. Who, who should people watch you wrestle? I think the, the latest one with Shingo, if you've got 45 minutes to spare, which I know sounds a lot, but it flies by. But, like, I think that latest one does generally put me on a, a different ranking. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think it shouldn't be the first one you watch, though. I think it should be, like, an evolution. So, if you were going to watch, I would say I would like you to watch the first match that I ever did, which was against Kushida back in 2016, Invasion Attack. Uh, then I'd like you to go watch the best of super juniors in 2019 against Shingo, which was the finals where I won the cup. Uh, then maybe the G1 with Okada. I think that that was definitely up there. And then Wrestle Kingdom with Okada and then the Shingo uh, match at uh, Wrestling Dontaku. I think if you were good, that's the order I'd like. I would like you to see my evolution and the, uh, the gradual progression throughout all of this yes now i highly recommend everybody getting new japan world and checking out new japan on roku as well please will give us all your plugs oh well just, it's just will osprey i'll spell it for people because some people can't spell my second name for like o s p r e a y and it's just on instagram it's on twitter Please don't try and find me on Facebook. I don't like talking to fans as it is. You guys always piss me off as it is. So just leave my private life alone. Allow me to enjoy liking photos of my new nephew and to talk to my mother and to talk <laughs> with my auntie. So allow me to have that option. And then you guys can criticize everything else I do in the professional wrestling industry. But while you criticize me, just know I'm living my best life. Thank you very much for all the hate. And thank you so much for all the time. Really appreciate it. Billy Goat, Will Ospreay, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Thank you so much. No appreciate problem. all the time. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate you, my man. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother.